0: Happy Sunday to you all. This is the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I'm Tamar Yona. I'm your hostess with the mostest here at the microphone for you on this beautiful, hot, sunny day in the Jerusalem area where we are broadcasting from. And our guest today is going to be Dr. Mordecai Ben-Menachem. We're going to be speaking about how busy... He was a busy bee last week. He attended the a uh, Pulse of Israel conference on anti-Semitism that was last Sunday, and on Monday he attended a lecture on U.S. Israel uh, special relationship. On the the, the special relationship so-called he says and we're going to hear what he has to say if you would like to pipe in with your comment or question on the topics that we're speaking about you can call into the show as we are broadcasting live that means if it's sunday between four to five holy time right here in the land of israel or if it's between nine to ten a.m u.s eastern time that means that we are live on the sunday and you can call in our numbers are on the top of our homepage at com. All right, so here is our guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 80, sorry, 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. So as I said, you were a very big busy bee last week, and you attended the Pulse of Israel conference on anti-Semitism, I believe it was held at the Begin Center in Jerusalem. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't call two evening meetings busy, but okay. that's uh... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, That's not really filling your week, but okay. Okay, so the, 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 con- the conference was at the Begin Center, as you mentioned. It was well organized. It was well put up. Um, uh uh the emphasis of the conference was not just anti Semitism, but specifically anti-Semitism within the Palestinian Authority. And that was its um shall we say its uh, its focus. special uh focus. Um now the, I, I need to say I, I, I've i I've attended, I don't know, innumerable conferences of this of this of this sort about anti semitism over the years. Basically, it's the choir preaching to the choir. In other words, nothing ever come. Nothing ha- that I've ever seen has ever come of any of these conferences. That doesn't mean I'm no- I'm saying that one shouldn't go to them or shouldn't attend them. People do need to be aware of the facts. Uh, uh, even I've that, even though I've been to so many of these, I can't possibly remember them. Uh, I still go because there is a chance that I'll learn something new. I didn't, unfortunately, this time. Um, uh, 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 there are some good speakers and there are some speakers that I frankly couldn't really be bothered with, um, uh, 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 uh on the very positive side, I would have to listen list, um, uh, uh, Caroline Glick, who's always, um, extraordinarily informative. She's really, um, one of the finest. I don't know. I don't, wouldn't call her a a, a a journalist. She's more a researcher, I think, at least in my opinion. She she does her background work very very thoroughly, and she presents it very thoroughly. She, I mean, she's extraordinarily professional. Um, uh, very good at what she does, and uh, and and she didn't disappoint in this in this case. I would, on the other hand, I would have to put uh, cite someone who did disappoint me. Um, Melanie Phillips was there. I always admire Melanie Phillips. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. She's, uh, 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 uh an excellent writer. She's a a, a, a very good speaker. Um, and in this case, at least she came across in her talk as being, um, quite arrogant and it was very disappointing. She repeatedly stated, um, oh, the, Israelis come to me and they don't know what they're talking about. They need to do what I'm telling them to do. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Melanie, but you need to learn to be a little bit more humble. Um, how many Jeremy Corbins have been converted by your methods? And I think the answer is probably less than zero. Um, I don't see where she has received accolades and results from the things that she's done in this area. And again, I'm talking about someone who is very good, someone who has extraordinary capabilities. So she, she fell down here very hard in uh, presenting herself as stronger than, she, than, the, than her actual results um, uh, um, bring to pass. And that was very disappointing.
0: Okay. So what was the talk list, the bottom line of the conference? What Was anything like, you know, discovered that, I wow, this finding. is the
1: answer? I don't think I can find anything of that nature. I don't think I can find anything that was bottom line or anything that was um, actionable. Um, uh, Richard Kemp was supposed to be there, who's always a phenomenal speaker. He couldn't make it. He just... Appeared by video for uh, 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 two minutes to say hello, and and that was that. Um, uh, uh, Who else? Uh, uh, um, Okay, that's okay.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I just want to know. It doesn't really matter who spoke that much because we want to know the bottom line. Was anything accomplished? So so you're saying nothing was accomplished,
1: really, in your opinion? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't. I didn't find any bottom line. I didn't find anything actionable. I didn't find anything that had any um, long-term effect upon anyone on any issues. Um, Did they take was,
0: questions from the audience that they the people in the audience could pitch in with
1: their ideas? Well, <clears throat> I have to admit, I, I, I left at some point because I was frankly getting bored and it was getting late. Um, And so they could have done something like that afterwards. I left, I think it was about eight or more or later than that. I don't remember exactly when.
0: So you're not sure if they did or didn't.
1: I'm not sure if they did or didn't in Uh in, in, in that sense, but um, uh, certainly uh, all of the um, uh, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Presentations that I saw, there was nothing there that I would um, uh, plant the flag on.
0: Okay, so I I just want to assure the audience that uh, I spoke with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem previously, before he attended the conference. He was on his way to go, and I was telling him that. I think that all of these conferences or all of these discussions at people's table or in meetings, etc., or organizations that are trying to fight anti-Semitism, in, this is my opinion, I'm talking as a, the daughter of a Holocaust survivor, I'm talking as a religious Torah observant woman, and uh and i think that it's a waste of time that's because when you look in history the jewish people no matter how hard we have tried to convince our neighbors that where we bleed like them our, our our blood is red like theirs is that we are that you know there's no reason to hate us when they see all the good that the jews do in the world the morality that we brought the the um look at israel today how we'll even reach out our hand to help our enemies how we do uh we're so worried about also casualties from the from the enemy side which i I'll have something else to say about that. But we do everything that we can in order to set it a good example, to be good people. We're good citizens and trustworthy citizens in our countries that we live in and very patriotic, whether we're French Jews or American Jews or British Jews, etc. And it just doesn't matter. We have never in the history of the world one the, anti-Semite, uh, uh, the anti-Semites and anti-Semitism because people are going to believe what they want to believe. And we learn in Judaism that anti-Semitism is irrational. It doesn't make sense. And we know that it's by God. It's used as a tool by God that whenever the Jewish people are veering off course— that we're not doing what we are supposed to be doing as the chosen people, as his holy people, his holy nation, then the anti-Semitism comes and whips us back into remembering who we are. And it's very unpleasant. It is deadly. It is uh, uh, horrific. But this is the way it is. And the only way for Jews, in my opinion, to fight Anti-Semitism and win it is just to be the people that God wants us to be. That means to keep the mitzvot, keep the commandments, do what we're supposed to do. Because God, you know, if you've ever seen the uh, the uh, read the Bible or seen uh, you know the Ten Commandments or seen any of these uh, programs or cartoon movies about um, the the Jews leaving Egypt as slaves with Moses, and you saw all of the miracles God did for us, He didn't do it in order to bring us into the promised land the land of israel in order to be in the words of rabbi meir kahana zikron a hebrew speaking portugal he doesn't want us to be like the nest, the the rest of the nations of the world he wants us to be a light to the world to bring all of humanity who he created who he loves who are we're all his children we're the chosen people but we're all god's children he wants us to be able to be a light to them, to bring the world to a higher place, to reveal God in this world, to get people away from idol worshiping and take that, you know, as far as it is, is that people worshiping Hollywood, people worshiping sports stars, people not doing what they're created here, put in this world to do. That's my opinion. You can agree. You can disagree. We're very tolerant here. And, uh, with that, I'm going to give you five seconds, Dr. Mordechai come to weigh in because the music's already on now.
1: Well, basically, we know we, we, we agree with your basic premise, but uh, I disagree with you saying that there's no point in this. The point is is we need to be aware of the anti-Semitism. So these conferences are uh, absolutely. Oh, we're aware of it. That's why we no, have these conferences. No, these conferences are significant <laughs> because they do pass along information. It is. Okay, we got to go. We're going to be, be required, back after the, the break, fire, everybody. Everyone needs to listen.
0: All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. We talked about anti-Semitism, which everyone sees is on the rise today. It's going to come up in another topic that we may be covering later in the show on what's going on in France today. But first, let's go to another uh, lecture that you attended last week, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, on the, you write, so-called U.S.-Israel special relationship. So where would you like to start?
1: Okay, the, 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 the uh, um, uh, uh, event was sponsored by a, 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 a Jerusalem-based think tank. I won't use names because I don't want anybody to, uh, well, I, because I won't use names, okay. Um, uh, uh, the speaker was an, uh, an American uh, who claims to be Jewish. He's a lecturer or professor, I'm not certain which, at John Hopkins University. Just to my understanding is a Christian university um he admits to being married to a um, a, 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 a woman who imitation in converted uh, so his children are imitation of imitations um and he was basically there to tell us about how much uh the the so-called special relationship is in terrible danger because we're all such nasty people, and that's why he came to Israel. Who sponsored well, this? Sorry, who sponsored this this lecture? As I said, it's a Jerusalem-based think tank.
0: Okay, a Jerusalem-based think tank. Okay.
1: Okay, so I mean, uh, I, we'll, we'll call the man S. Uh, I don't want to use his name. Okay. Um. Uh, uh. He was highly unimpressive. Um. My first reaction to his to him when the uh, he finished his initial presentation, was um, every single data point that you brought up was incorrect. Every single one of them. I mean, you brought up some things that are about statistics concerning American jewelry. I, I they, they might be correct. They might not. They're not of, of any importance to anybody, so I don't really give a damn if they're right or not. But all the stuff that you brought up about Israel, it's all lies. Nothing you said is true. Everything is all you, you've You've fabricated everything, and he, of course, tried to uh, 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 defend himself. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, you, you spoke out and you said this. Well, that's
0: me. Ah, okay. No, this is interesting. now. It's even more interesting. Okay.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, um. I, I began with the the issue of demographics. He's talking about you know this already majority of Arabs west of, west of the Jordan River. I said that's not true. That's simply that's simply a lie it's not that has never been true it certainly isn't true now the birth rate of uh of israelis of israeli women is 3.17 the birth rate of palestinian women uh is, is 2.9 um so the gap is uh, uh is not is not only very large it's growing of course because the jewish women are, are, are already begin with a larger base so it's, it, it, it grows much quickly, um, much more quickly. Sorry. Um, uh, and he said, oh, it's 5149. I said, no, it's not 5149. It's, it's, it's 7426. And that does matter because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> well, the, the gap is large and it is growing. So your basic premise that you start off with is incorrect. And he, of course, uh, 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 refused to accept anything that I said, anything. Um, He made statements like, Israel is dependent upon the United States for satellite photography. I said, are you kidding? You're saying that with me here? I'm the originator of satellite photography in Israel, and you're telling me that? You must have given him an ulcer. Okay. (laughs) We sell satellite photography to the American military. They don't sell to us. At the very best, they exchange with us sometimes on a tit for tat basis. But we certainly are not dependent upon them. Just to give people facts, the latest Israeli satellite, um, a spy satellite, is four and a half kilo, 4.5 kilograms. The latest American satellite is 1,200 kilograms. Now remember, it costs $50,000 per kilogram to get a satellite into to space. To launch it, yeah. So uh, um, uh, we have obvious advantages Uh, in technology but they're phenomenal advantages, they're not trivial advantages. Of course he's not aware of any of these things. He said, well, what is Israel going to do when America uh, uh, agrees to lend or sell uh, uranium technology to the Saudis? I said, what are you talking about? We've offered the Saudis uranium technology and they prefer to us because our technology is much more advanced than yours is. Now. Let me, let me explain something about the, the, the basic concept of what's, what, the, what he's trying to call the special relationship. And this is very important. First of all, the special relationship is based upon three aspects. There's the diplomatic aspect, which is the only one that he was looking at at all. There's the military aspect, and there's the industrial aspect. Now, uh, 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 on the military aspect, Um, The United States military today has 41, 45, 44 four-stars that are on active duty. During World War II, it had seven four-stars. So it's very, very top-heavy. If you go to any American military officer, even those that dislike us, of the ranks of colonel or, or brigadier, and tell him to dissolve the relationship with Israel, he'll laugh at you if he doesn't shoot you. Because that, that that's an absurd notion for America. That's why America just brought us into CENTCOM. They didn't bring us into CENTCOM to do us a favor. They brought us into CENTCOM because they need us. Americans don't do anybody favors. And the third aspect, of course, is industrial. <laughs> now, the, uh, uh, there are 554 American companies that have their primary or secondary R&D here in Israel. People talking about, um, uh, for instance, Microsoft um, AI, Google AI, where do you think they're developed? They weren't developed in California, they were developed in Israel. You're talking about... Um, uh, 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 much more than just Microsoft, Google, F- Facebook, and etc. You're talking about Lockheed Martin have a thousand engineers here. General Motors, Ford, Ford, who was the primary funder of Adolf Hitler, the, ori- the, the, the original Ford. Today, Ford as a company, has its primary R&D here in Israel.
0: And oh, we have an Intel here.
1: Uh, Intel and, and is not just R&D here. It's Intel. Israel is larger in terms of in terms of uh, uh, um, uh, 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 human beings than Intel in the United States. And I think we have Google here as well, don't we? Have Google? Of course. Mm-hmm. hundred fifty four companies. This includes Nvidia. Uh, uh, uh for Disney. Disney, who was Walt Disney, was a vicious anti semite. Today, Disney does all of its U- R and D here in Israel. All its new technologies here in Israel. News Corp, r and in Israel. It doesn't matter what area you're talking about, Johnson & Johnson, everything. So, <laughs> we only have
0: like three minutes until the end of the segment, but I want to ask you, did anyone in the audience applaud when you spoke up, or were they booing you because you were...
1: They were uh, gasped
0: they were aghast in a good way or in a, no, in a no, embarrassed no, that, way they're, that they're you were aghast
1: that I was, that I was insulting our guest.
0: Uh-huh. I see. Okay. Wow. I would have like gotten paid a ticket and gotten some popcorn to watch, <laughs> to watch that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I really couldn't care less. I mean, the man was a total fool. You want to come and kind of make a point, fine, make a point, but don't be insulting about it. I mean, at least don't show your ignorance by, by inventing, Crap! Data. Know something about your subject. Know something about what you're talking about. You're supposed to be a professor.
0: And they they didn't like send security to escort you out.
1: <laughs> no, no. no. Um, uh, 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 every time he mentioned the um, uh, the the name uh, Trump, uh, which came up uh, frequently in his discussion, he practically spat. Um, uh, uh, he couldn't uh, control himself from cursing Trump at every at every at every opportunity. Hmm um uh, the man was was ridiculous the, the the whole discussion was ridiculous there was there was basically um there was basically nothing there that had any value to anyone except for his own ego there was there was just an empty discussion very cheap did somebody bring you to this lecture Ring me. what I mean, like that you that...
0: went with a friend, like he said, Hey, come to this lecture with me.
1: No. Oh, okay.
0: I... No, because I, I was just wondering if he, if, you know, if he was like walking out with you and, and thinking, Oh my, I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm jo- I'm having fun. It's okay.
1: All right. I, I, I don't, I don't know. So
0: we have another minute till the end of this segment. What do you want to, how do you want to wrap up this
1: I think the whole subject of the so-called special relationship between the United States and Israel has significance but anybody who wants to talk about it needs to know that we're not talking about something which is unidimensional it's 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 at very least tri-dimensional there is no physical way to dissolve the uh uh, in the, uh the special relationship on the industrial side it, it's just too it's too, it's too deep uh, is uh, Intel's large
0: Okay, Mordechai. Oh, we lost Mordechai. All right, well, we are going to be going to a break now. In any case, and when we get back, uh, hopefully we'll be speaking about France and what's going on there. I hope that your news overseas is covering uh, what's going on, but uh, France seems to be burning, and uh, guess who's burning it? So we're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordecai Ben-Menachem. And uh, as I promised at the beginning of the show, we are live. And so if anybody wants to come on and weigh in on the issues, they are invited to call in. And we have our first caller. We have uh, Antonio joining us from the United States. Hi, Antonio. What's your comment or question for us here at Israel News Talk Radio? My
2: statement is the person who um, criticized Israel and so forth it's obvious that he is clueless. He doesn't know the difference between his butt and his elbow. Because if you look in history, all the accomplishment has been done by Jews and by, has been done by Israel and continue being done. So America and other country needs Israel. Israel don't need America uh, these other countries. And that's all I have to say.
0: Wow. Okay. Antonio, thank you. For your call do you want to say any
1: a, a answer uh antonio in any way dr I, I would say that i would slightly modify what you're saying antonio i would say that the man is not ignorant the man has an agenda
0: mm-hmm. think of
1: mm-hmm. it this way here's this person who was born jewish yeah. he married a non-jewish woman and woman and had her convert in some false conversion process he knows that it's false he knows that his children are not really jewish so now <clears throat> he's uh older and he's looking back at his life and saying, "Oh, how can I justify my entire existence when everybody knows that I should have made Aliyah thirty years ago?" And by the way, he he, he mentioned that he was that he'd spent some time here when he was doing his uh, uh when he was studying in university or whatever. Um, so he studied at the Hebrew University for some time. Okay, I don't know how long. It doesn't matter. So obviously, he know, knows that he should have done that, but now he has to justify. Well, why didn't he do it? So he's going to come on and he's going to say, oh, <coughs> Israel's got this problem, he's got this problem, he's got this problem. Oh, it can't survive. So therefore I'm justified by doing what did." And we've seen this time and time again. I said to the man, uh, I have a, a, a library at home. You're more than welcome to come and you say you're going to write a book about how Israel about Israel's coming destruction. Well, I have a whole collection of books about Israel's com- of destruction. People writing about Israel's the uh, destruction from 50 years ago, from uh, all through the years. You're welcome to come and use them. Of course, he didn't take me up on that. It was not, I didn't expect him to. But what, what's the point? The point is, if you look at, look at, for instance, Tuvia S. superb writer, probably a very nice person, but when you read his book, his whole book says, look, I left Israel 30 years ago, and now I have to justify why I did it. So that's what he wrote the book about. Okay, and I have to say this is all your
0: your opinion on things, just uh, so, so we get that in. Okay?
2: Uh, can, I, can I add one more thing?
0: Go ahead, sure.
2: It, remind, it reminds me of it, uh, two um, portions of a while back, when the spies went into um, into Canaan and it spoke bad about Israel and so forth, Canaan and so forth, and he came out of his he went out of his own way to go into Israel to criticize Israel, and that's not acceptable. You don't do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one has Absolutely to, not. you know, if if you, if you're going by the Torah, one has to be careful about speaking uh, bad about things and they have to be careful that they know the the right rules when they can when they can't when they should when they shouldn't etc and uh i want to thank you for your call antonio thank you for calling in all right, and uh, again, our numbers are on the top of our homepage on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com if anybody wants to weigh in on the issue. And Dr. Mordechai Ben-Monachem, you had asked me today, did you hear about what's going on in France? And I said, you mean the rioting? And you said yes, and I did go. You told me to go watch a, a, a certain video, which I did go to do. I'm a good girl. And uh, I, I did so. What would you like to say? What, first of all, maybe give the uh, our listeners a little bit of a brief back around because we only have like about six minutes left to the show and then tell us uh, what's going, uh, okay, you know, we what need, you say. We need
1: to, first of all, we need to remember that um, there are few things in, in human history as uh, disgusting, as horrible as what the Europeans did in their so-called period of colonization, colonialism or whatever you call it. The French, for instance, had colonies all throughout Africa, and then when their colonies began to break up in terms of uh, uh, direct control over these countries in Africa, the countries got their political freedom, France has been very tenacious in holding on to all sorts of uh, tools to control these countries and not allow them the freedom of choice that they deserve as independent countries. And uh, The result of that has been, among other things, that there's a, a large influx of refugees or immigrants, whatever you want to call them, from these former colonies to France. Well, that has an effect. So wh- what has happened, if, if you go to the French statistical service and look at it, it says there are 7 million French that were born in, uh, uh, outside the country. That's a very misleading figure. It might it might be correct. I'm supposing it's correct, but it's very misleading because when you're talking about an immigrant population, you're not talking about only the people that were born outside the country, but their children and their children's children, at least three generations. <laughs> so, when you're talking about the total immigrant population of France today, it is around one third of the of the country, and and and, and we know that in uh, the history of Islam, when the Muslim population reaches this, the the area of about one third, they begin a a a violent revolution. That's happened time and time again. That's how the 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 Muslims take control of additional countries. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing here. Now we know that uh, until uh, uh, for the last uh, several decades, there have been hundreds. Some say as many, maybe as Eight hundred and fifty or more uh, 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 neighborhoods where the police don't dare to go in. Even with armored cars, they don't go in anymore. These are Muslim neighborhoods in France. They're they're closed neighborhoods. No one, no one, no one with white skin is allowed in there. Okay. Um, now, what initiated these riots? Evidently, and after looking at five different videos about these riots, I only found it on a video. The, the actual details on a video from, um, uh, uh, from India of uh, 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 some uh, program called Cut the Clutter, which is superb, one of the best uh, 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 journalistic uh, magazines on the Internet. And he revealed that what happened was this 17-year-old was driving a car in a bus lane. Police asked him to stop. He refused, tried to run them down ran a red light, at which point somebody shot him. Now the French the French government is prosecuting the police officer that shot him. <laughs> um, no, I don't know if the police officer was right or not. I don't know if the police officer was trigger happy, so-called. I, I don't know any of these details other than what I've seen. But in principle, if that's what happened, if those details are correct, then this little boy was doing something that would provoke a policeman to take action. Otherwise, he's not doing his job. Is, so, would, would you term it like the entire intifada is? Uh, 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 it was probably pre-planned. Thousands of automobiles have been bombed and burnt. Billions of dollars of of damages have been done (laughs) throughout the country already. And it's not as far from over. Um, Rioting, uh, looting, a lot of looting. Um, People love to be able to have the opportunity to uh, uh, steal. Um, And one of the things that I've seen is military-grade weapons in the hands of the rioters. Now, I don't know where those military-grade weapons come from. Is it possible that that they're, that they're the fruits of looting? I don't know. but if but if this was pre-planned and this military equipment was prepositioned, then France as a country is finished.
0: I understand that one of the top generals said that if Macron doesn't stop this, he's going to go in and take over, uh, you know, the the uh, cleaning up of what's going on there. People need to understand it. people's it's kind of uh, similar to what happened with the George Floyd uh, incident in the United States that the police are not there. They're not stopping all of the rioting, the the fires that they're saying They're burning down people's businesses. They're burning down people's uh, cars, people's uh, buildings, etc. It's cha- cha- chaotic. They even had a, a, a red alert war type siren going on in France there uh, where this was happening to keep people in their homes because it was so dangerous. And when you see the footage of all of these places burning people's businesses, etc. Stores, famous Stores that have been around for a long, long time in France, um, you know, it's it's a very serious situation, as Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem is saying, and we're going to see now who's going to hold the power, who's going to, if if the French are going to be coy
1: and uh, afraid, or if uh, the, and well, the Muslims Macron are. Macron gonna... is very weak, and he always has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not by chance that uh, that my uh, uh, uh a junk joking, um, uh, uh, description of his was more micron than the macron. Hmm. Um, uh, the, the, are man is a nothing. I mean, he's very unimpressive. So, so, and I think people will always take advantage of weakness. So how do you see this now?
0: Like for somebody sitting in Australia or the United States or someplace or he, far or away Israel. or, okay. Or Israel, <laughs> Uh, what does this mean to them? People feel, oh, it's far away. It's happening in France, you know. No, that's not. That, that's definitely so what do you wrong. have to say?
1: Well, that's why that I want you to. definitely wrong. First of all, it's, 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 already, it's already spreading beyond France. It has spread to Belgium. And there is talk of it spreading to other countries as well. We don't know because we don't know how long it may last. <laughs> so it depends how far this does spread. It's through many, many cities throughout France today: uh, uh, Paris, Nice, uh, uh, Marseille, uh, uh, Strasbourg. Many, many cities. Um, I have very, very close friends who are originally from Strasbourg, and they they you know, they, they predicted this to me when we were speaking just uh, uh, just weeks ago. They were they were predicting this kind this thing was was going to, something of this nature was going to happen. So. Do you think that this is the demise of "quote unquote"
0: secular Christian Europe, and it's going to be an about face now
1: that a lot of people have been talking no, about for years? Too early. It's much earlier to make a okay. statement of that broadness. Okay. But what I what I will say is, if this was pre-planned, if these military grade weapons were pre-positioned, France is finished. Will that matter to the rest of Christian Europe? it will certainly matter how it will matter it's much too early to say
0: so and and why why th- that it's preplanned do you say it's it's the end
1: well a third of the country is, is 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 muslim already and they despise the 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 christian religion and the christians that they live with um i want i want to add something here while you're si- while you're
0: thinking of the um part that i remember years ago people were saying that almost uh, or I would say, let, let's put it this way. The majority of French, original French people, had a Muslim family member. Their daughter married a Muslim. Their sister married a Muslim, et cetera, et cetera. And they all had a Muslim in their family
1: somewhere. So go ahead. And that's very important what you just said for two reasons. First of all, I said I was talking about immigrants, a third of the country are immigrants. Well, that doesn't discuss, for instance, converts, which is what you've just mentioned. So in addition to the immigrants, there are also converts, and I forgot to mention them. Um, So that that adds to the third. Um, France is the country with the most, with the highest number of converts to Islam of any country in the world. Um, Which means that France is teetering. In any case, France is teetering. Now, what's really important to me, and I know to you as well, Tamar, France has Europe's highest Jewish population. Why are these people still there? I have no idea. How do they perceive that this can this can proceed proceed for them? I, I just don't understand.
0: Well, a word for Aliyah, for making, for moving to Israel, for the Jewish people to come home. You know, we we all learn when you when you read the Bible. In the end of days, the future of Israel. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the future of the Jewish people, it's here in Israel. It's not in Golders Green. <laughs> it's not in Melbourne, Australia. It's not in Miami Beach or Boca Raton. It's here. Well, I, Land, I live in Jerusalem in, in,
1: in, in, a, in a, a, a neighborhood called Kirate Oville. There's a very large French population here. They, they opened about a year and a half ago a synagogue right next door to me. Lovely la people. La la. Very, uh, very polite, very cultured, Uh, 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 a blessing to society in every respect, just a pleasure to meet with them, to speak with them, to, to associate with them. People come and join your comrades. This is, you know, the time is time is literally literally running out.
0: Yeah, come now when you can come uh, with all of your riches, uh, you know, everything you saved up for. You have a house, sell it. You have a car, sell it. C- you know, come now before, God forbid, your house burns down or, you know, prices drop for some reason and you have to run out with just a shirt on your back. You don't want to do that. You want to come with ease and comfort. And as we say in Hebrew, koltuv, it should all be good.
1: And the, as I said, the, the the French population here is large and growing not quickly enough for my taste but certainly they've 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 made their mark on the country it's not as if you're coming to a a cultural desert
0: that's right again as i said the future of the jewish people is here in israel and this is where you should be Absolutely. all right well i want to thank you very much dr Mordechai ben Manachem, for coming on the show. Very interesting, your opinions of uh, what happened at these conferences and lectures that you went to. Gee, I wish I went to the second one. That really was a popcorn uh, eater. Want <laughs> <laughs> to watch and, and point out. Uh, thank you for being with us. And if anybody wants to check, check you out, get your notes uh, for the programs that you do, etc. You have an email address or something that you want to give out? Well, uh,
1: uh, people, uh, this particular show, I didn't, I didn't have any notes because, uh, because I was ill most of the last week, so I didn't write up any notes, but generally speaking, I write a a, a, a small file of, of notes of what I'm going to speak about, and if anybody wants that, they can just uh, email um, uh, info, and uh, I will be more than pleased to send it off to you. Okay,
0: great. All right, well, thank you for being with us, and thank you, everybody. If you have any comments or questions, you can always write me at Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at com. Thanks for being with us.